All right, all right, NBA Quick Pot is locked and loaded for Friday, November the 18th. Mackenzie Rivers, NBA professional handicapper, is in the house. I'm your host, Sleepy J. Today, I've gone through the NBA Friday card. I'll go ahead, I'll try to convince Mackenzie of my best handicap. I'll give him a handicap on a side total and a player prop. Mac will go ahead, he'll grade those handicaps on a scale of 1 to 10, and then he'll buy which one he believes is best. Mac, quick lifestyle question for you. Uh, I invite you over to my house for Thanksgiving dinner, and this particular dish is not on the table, and you just cannot participate. You got to go. You got to bounce. <laughs> you cannot have nothing to do with Sleepy Thanksgiving. What is that dish? What is making you walk right out that door? Well, I, I would be very civil about it. I would make up a good lie, not something that you would uh, you would feel put out by. I'd, I'd be like, oh, my, my spleen, uh, and I'd have to go to the hospital. But that would be macaroni and cheese. That was the one dish uh, that was famous in the Rivers household around Thanksgiving and lots of times of the year. The famous Rivers macaroni and cheese. Uh, my mom, God bless her, but uh, she can order food really well. <laughs> my dad is the cook in the family, and a uh, macaroni and cheese was always the dish du jour. Well, I'd probably be one seat short then because, to be honest with you, I never make macaroni and cheese. Yeah, that's the thing. Most people don't. It's not... It's kind of like a soul food thing. It's not like a Thanksgiving staple. So I don't want to say I would walk out because it wasn't there. That's kind of a different question. I, I just, that's my favorite dish at Thanksgiving time, I should say. All right. Well, if you don't have gravy, I can't mess with you. If you don't, you got to have gravy. You got to have cranberry. One Christmas, not Thanksgiving, but one Christmas, there was some snowstorm, some kerfuffle, and we didn't have the ham or anything. And we ordered Panda Express for all the aunts and uncles and cousins and nephews and it was one of my favorite Christmases. We all had a lot of food, and it was. It ended up being a, a funny, you know, story. Orange chicken, while well, it lightly snows on Christmas Eve. I mean, what's better than that? Macaroni and cheese and gravy sounds good to me. <laughs> yeah, sure. But what else sounds good to me is going ahead and knocking out some winners there, Mac. Um, I'm going to go. Ahead, I'm going to start out here with my total. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to fade the market here, Mac, with the Warriors Knicks game, and I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to play this one under the total of 235 this game opened at 232 and just based on points per game this total should be 231 so i feel like the total is wrong just based on that you know just to go ahead and start with but this game's on espn and the betters love betting primetime games and you know who wouldn't it's two big name teams and i'm in the camp of believing that this is not just sharp money probably pushing this up that the public's probably heavily involved in this total too and the narrative with this warriors team is that the defense is terrible. And while it hasn't been anything but bad, I guess we can say, it has improved a little bit over the last five games. The Warriors have held you know, three of the last five teams that they've played under their season defensive average, so I think that that's a good thing. The Knicks, on the other hand, they've won back-to-back -back games, and a lot of that is due to their defensive play. The Knicks needed to step it up after they played OKC, and they just a couple games back, they allowed 145 points, so... I'm sure that defense was stressed to them. And if they just came off of, you know, two back-to-back -back wins, and I believe a lot of that was due to the defense, then why go ahead and change things up? I don't think the Knicks will here. The Warriors, they just gave up 130 to the Suns. So I could see that, you know, Steve Kerr coming back in the locker room being like, guys, we, we, we got to, you know, make sure that this defense is right. So I think we kind of get a little bit of a defensive approach tonight. I feel like the total's inflated. It probably should be 231 due to a primetime game. So I think the under has a little bit of value here, Mac. I'm not agreeing with the movement upward. So my total play, Knicks, Warriors, under 235. That was strong. 7.7, .7, I'll stamp it. 
I think the Warriors season, you can just look at since they decided to bench James Wiseman and Moody. And over the last five games, you mentioned it, fifth best defensive net rating in the league. I don't think the market is appreciative of that, especially betters on a Friday. I feel like that tends to lean towards public money on overs. So I appreciate this contrarian play, 7.7. All right, so go ahead and stamp that one, 7.7. Let's go, let's jump into my prop play here. Easy call for me with this one there, Mac. I'm going to go ahead and play Dylan Brooks over 19 and a half points. The Grizzlies, they need to find a Batman or Robin quickly with Desmond Bain out. So uh, it looks like it's probably going to be Morant and Brooks. Brooks has no problem taking a ton of shots. And with Jaron Jackson coming back and struggling in his first game, he took 14 shots, didn't play all that well uh, field goal percentage-wise. I do expect John Morant and Brooks to do the majority of the shot-taking here. Now, look, this is a high total, but the line in this game is just six. So a blowout, according to the line, is probably unlikely, I would think. Therefore, I'll get Brooks for the minutes that I need him in this game. Brooks on the season, he averages 16 points per game. And in the last game without Bain, he racked up 37 minutes on the court. And in the last three games, he scored 21, 19, and 19. Now at home, I think that he will realize that he has to be the number two guy on the floor while Bain is out. Bain averaged 25 points a game, 16 shots per game. Jock can't go out there and shoot at 35 times, Mac. He can't go out there and average 45 points over the next two or three weeks while Bain's out. Somebody has to go ahead and take some of that production up. And in my opinion, it's going to be Brooks, at least right now. He's going to realize this. So for me, player prop, Brooks, 19 and a half. I feel like the line is kind of right there, Mac, but I feel like the situation is right for me to go ahead and take him here in a home game. It's a step-up game for him. I think he exceeds 19 and a half tonight. That's my player prop. All right, I'm going to stamp that as a 6.7 because you said it right at the end. All of those factors that you mentioned seem to be into this line where he's averaging 15 and a half points a game. They're setting it 19 and a half juice to the over. Last five games, 19, 19, 21, 13, 13. I kind of agree with your situational spot that he is prone to step up, but I feel like the market is 100%, or at least the majority of which is in the number. So I'm going to stamp this as a 6.7, and uh, excited to hear your third pick. All right, 6.7. We'll go ahead and stamp that one. Let's jump over to my final one. will be my side play here, Mac, and it is your Chicago Bulls. Uh, I'll go ahead. I'll play the Bulls here minus nine. I know the Bulls have lost three games in a row, but it was against the Pelicans twice and the Nuggets. I don't think you can go ahead and slight them for that. But this Orlando team, they're not either of those two teams. In fact, this roster wise right now, Orlando could be the worst team in the league right now with the guys that they have to go ahead and put out on the floor. Pinchero's out for this game, and I think that that's a massive loss for the Magic. Cole Anthony could be out as well. Now, it's not stamp that he's 100% out. It says out at some places, and some places what I've read is that they didn't even get the report for the morning shoot around. So let's just say he's out for this game, which there's a, a high probability that could happen. Now, Mo Wagner probably comes back. Gary Harris probably comes back tonight. But those guys have been out for a while. I actually don't think that that's a good thing here. I think that the guys that have been playing for the last couple of days probably stand a better chance of holding up against this Bulls team, but you know they're going to want to get Mo Wagner in, or you know they're going to want to get Gary Harris in there. And I think that that kind of just screws up this entire Magic crew. You know, while they go and try to find themselves, I think that the Bulls will just be out there burning and churning. I think this game is a runaway. If Orlando was at home, I could understand nine points would make sense here because I'm not sure what Banchero is worth right now to this line. But being on the road against a pissed-off Bulls team, 
This game just reeks of a wire-to-wire, 30-point blowout. The Bulls getting right, feeling good about themselves. So, Mac, I'm all in here on the Bulls. This is a strong play for me, but that's where I'm going. The Bulls minus nine for my side play. I'm going to stamp that as a 7.5. I think that Magic's injury is something worth noting. That injury situation is worth noting that I don't think it's fully appreciated by the market. But here's something I don't think is fully appreciated by the market. Last five games... Bulls are the second worst team in basketball, losing by nine points per game per 100 possessions. You talk about their hard schedule. I just don't think the Bulls should be favored by nine over anybody. Uh, So I'm going to stamp this as a 7.5, which means I will buy your total play. I mean, it's a Friday. I've talked about this before. The public gets involved on a Friday. So I'm going to pass your over on a player prop. I'm going to pass your nine-point favorite. And instead, I'm going to go with the under to fade the public. Under Warriors-Knicks will be the pick I buy from you. I stamped it as a 7.7 that will be the one i purchase all right so there you guys go that's the pick for today gonna go ahead and rock and roll with the total on that one i like that one myself there mac obviously (laughs) i went ahead and handicapped that one uh but you have a hot topic for today that you wanted to get into i read what you sent me i think we have a pretty good conversation lined up what's the hot topic for today yeah you were talking about the warriors earlier and steve kerr had a very candid interview talking about how he has failed he hasn't installed the grit necessary in this team, and that's why they're 08 on the road. When you win four championships, you can afford that kind of honesty. And here's another guy that I think can afford, has proven, has displayed enough talent, enough ability, enough uh, gravitas, where he can just say things like it is, and I appreciate it. And that would be one Kevin Durant of the 7-9 and nine Brooklyn Nets. So he had a Long-ranging interview with Bleacher Report, but here's the one quote I want to drill down on, and I want to ask your opinion on it. Look at our starting lineup, Kevin Durant said. Edmund Summer, Royce O'Neal, Joe Harris, Nick Claxton, and me? It's not disrespect, but what are you expecting from that group? You expect us to win because I'm out there? So if you're watching from that lens, you're expecting us to play well because number seven is out there. He's number seven. Individually, I'm like, all right, I have to dodge five defenders, but it's fun going through that shit. Because it's, <laughs> I said it quietly, but I still cursed, so sorry about your uh, your kids in the car. Because it's only making me better, better as a basketball player. I'm really having a good time. I wish y'all could hear me talk during the game. If I got mic'd up more, people would stop asking me if I'm happy or not. Which is a very interesting nugget. Because I haven't heard Kevin Durant mic'd up, and I don't know why. I feel like he would, uh, it sounds like he would relish that opportunity. He's been on national TV games. He's Easily a top five most famous person in the league, but they've chosen uh, not to listen in to the Brooklyn Nets conversation. So I just think this is refreshing to hear because, you know, everybody say, I believe in all my guys, but Edmund Summer, Royce O'Neal, Joe Harris know exactly what they are in this league. They're making 10 millions of dollars, five, $10 million a year to be support players. And they are not elements of a starting five that contend, contend against anybody. And they know that. So Kevin Durant, having fun out there, as he says, enjoying the challenge, but admitting that it is a challenge. And without Kyrie, until Ben Simmons becomes, you know, even a a starting level player, although he has had two good games in a row. We'll see if that progresses. Maybe because he's listening to Kevin Durant. He's like, yeah, I got to be one of those guys out there making it not so hard on him. But I just think he's accurate on this. And I think the Warriors are six and nine. The Nets are seven and nine. Steph Curry's played amazing and everyone's giving him credit. Kevin Durant's kind of gotten some heat, kind of been like, oh, yeah, I guess he's not the best in the world if he can only be 7-9. and nine. I think with the talent around him, he's proven that uh, he is still at that level. Big win against the Brooklyn Nets. 
hurt me as I had his under points props because the Brooklyn Nets, I'm sorry, the Portland Trailblazers who beat uh, who they beat have a great defense, but it didn't really matter. 35 points for him, including down the stretch, you got the shot up there that Royce O'Neal tipped in. So I'm just going to give Kevin Durant his props. I'm going to ask you, uh, if you're his teammate, do you like hearing this? Are you pissed off that he's kind of saying you're not an elite player? Or uh, what's the response? Obviously, the first early returns, the first game they played was an upset victory. But um, that's just one game. What do you make of it? Well, I read the entire article, and I, I actually took a lot out of that. So answering your question directly, how, how would I feel if that was, you know, me being out there in the spotlight? As in, I'm not, you know, I'm not Kyrie. I'm not Ben Simmons. I'm not KD. I'm just a role player on this team. Those players all have to play a role too. There's a reason why they're there. There's a reason why they're in this league because they do something well, but they might not do it well together on the floor. And if it's being, you know, taught to me and told to me like, Hey, like this is what you do. Good dude. This is what we need you to do in order to, in order for us to win games. Then these guys probably don't take that to heart. They're probably like, look, I can get better. Like if this dude's out here and if he read the, read the interview, KD wants to get better. Yep. It, it, I read that article, and that's that's basically what that article was about. It was about him wanting a new coach getting in there saying, look, dude, you need to push us. Like Steve Nash wasn't pushing us. Uh, we need to be doing, you know, these closeout drills. We need to be out here doing doubles a day. We need to be out here, like, seriously preparing because that's the one thing about KD. He knows how to lose games. He knows how to win games. He knows how to win playoff series, and he knows how to win titles. So he understands the whole preparation, yep. and he wasn't getting that from Steve Nash. I don't think it had anything to do with, you know, we want to get a new coach in here or something like that. It was just like, dude, like you're not doing what Steve Kerr did for me. You're not doing what other coaches have done for me in the past to get me ready. In my opinion, I'm not sure if, if KD's a leader there, Mac, like if he has like that leadership voice, but he sets the example by being the leader that, that he is. Like he, he's just – he goes out there and he leads by example. That that's kind of the kind of the feeling that I get. I want to drill down on that point. It's a very interesting point. Jimmy Johnson talks about this. He says, "I have no idea." Jimmy Johnson, the former NFL coach, Super Bowl winner, college championship winner, one of the rare people to win both. He's like, "I have no idea what a leader is. I have no idea. I have no idea what people are talking about. It seems like it's just made up." Kevin Durant is in the same vein here, where some leaders seem to talk all the time. Some leaders seem to never talk. It's really results-based from a media perspective. We see who's winning or who has just won, who's the best of that group, and then we backfit and call them a leader. So here's Kevin Durant's quote. I'm not a leader. What the heck does that mean? A lot of people say that I'm not a leader because I didn't tell Kyrie to get vaccinated. Come on. I didn't condemn Kyrie or leaving the team, going out and living his life. I'm not about to tell a grown-ass man what he can't do with his own life and dissect his vows or he thinks about that. Agreed. You know, I don't. It's uh, a different kind of cat that's going to tell a person, um, "This is the." I know you're taking a huge stance in life against everybody, and everybody disagrees with you. But hey, I just want to add on and tell you that I disagree with you too. No, I, as a as a brother in arms, I wouldn't appreciate that. So I I do think Kevin Durant, um, like you said, by example, is a, is a tremendous leader, and I think his team success, uh, despite what Charles Barkley has said. Uh, by the way, Kevin Durant, two-time champion. Charles Barkley, zero-time champion. I don't get how anyone can miss that fact when Charles Barkley is telling Kevin Durant what he needs to do with his career. And I think, uh, just to nail nail it down, I think what you said about Kevin Durant wanting to get better, 
is really the essential part of this uh, of this team because he's 32 years old. A lot of people think he's done what he's done in his career. He's going to coast or he's going to get a little bit worse. Actually, he's 34 years old. I think Steph Curry's gotten better the last couple of years. I think Kevin Durant feels that he can get better the next couple of years. And this is what he said. I just like good practices. I like good preparation. I like good energy. We've been showing that, to be honest, since the coach change. Th- that bodes well. That bodes well. I think this team is ascending. And uh, right now, 538 projects him at 45 wins. I think they're going to be a t- tough team to beat in the East, especially when they get Kyrie back. You know, the one thing that I did take from that interview there, Mac, is that the one reason why he's probably not mic'd up is because they're worried about him using a lot of profanity. Yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, he was just talking like it was one of the boys. So that's cool. But that could just be the way that KD talks. And, no doubt. <laughs> and they're probably like, it could be a little bit of a fine line. We might have to use a lot of beeps with KD out there, you know, being uh, being mic'd up. But, you know, one of the things I really took from, from that interview was the fact that it seemed like he covered a lot of bases. It was like, I'm Kevin Durant two-time world champion, Olympic champion, and you guys want me to be the best player in the world. You want me to be the the leader of this team. You want me to be the coach. You want me to be the GM. You want me to be everything, and I just want to be me. And what I'm about is going out there, being real, putting in the work, going out there and balling, being grateful that I'm able to play the game because, you know, we went up, he tore his Achilles, ended up with all the COVID stuff, and that was in the interview. He just wants to go out there and just go out there and play basketball. And hopefully everybody that's around him can see that he's leading by example and that they're bought in to a winning recipe. I think a lot of their success depends on two things. It depends on Ben Simmons and it depends on Kyrie Irving. If Kyrie can come back in and buy in and everything's cool, I think he'll be okay. And if Ben Simmons can do what he did the last two games, they could probably go ahead and get him back into the starting lineup. And then you don't have to worry about Sumner, O'Neal, Claxton, Harris. It's a good starting lineup that at times last year and even this year, the market was optimistic on, at least in the title odds. So I think that there's things that this team could build on. That team total to me, Max, seems like it's it's being set very low because I, I think that we would agree, you know, if we take a look at this year's roster and we take a look at last year's roster, there's really not a whole lot of differences. But the team total for the season it seems like it's a little drastic. So things are going in the right direction. KD seems happy. The coaching move made him happy. I think once he gets Kyrie back and if Ben Simmons could go ahead and keep this up, I think that that was really good that Simmons had two good games in a row because mentally I believe that he was just kind of shot. Yep. And they probably gave him a game ball last night. They're probably like, yo, man, even though Royce O'Neal was out there balling at a triple-double and KD at 35, they don't win that game unless Ben Simmons has that type of game that he had last yep. night. So I think it was a game ball type of moment, getting him going. Kyrie's coming back probably on Sunday. So although we had this conversation the other day about, you know, maybe maybe Durant wanting to get the hell out of there, it seems like he's happy there and there's challenges for him and and things that, and he loves challenges. I mean, according to the article, that's what he likes to do. He likes to, you know, overcome challenges. So there's a lot on his plate to overcome, but I think the pieces are there. So it'll be interesting. That's that's kind of what I wrapped up from that. Um, I don't think he's going to get traded, Mac. I don't think he's going to request a trade uh, as of right now after that interview. I'm not sure how you feel, but that's kind of where I sit right now with KD is that he actually is happy. He's got a lot of goals in mind, and he really doesn't mind you know, being in Brooklyn right now. I like good energy. To quote him again, I feel like they got good energy right now. Although the way the Warriors are struggling, some people have mentioned it. 
Kevin Durant for Clay Thompson and Draymond Green straight up. Who says no? I mean, I think the Nets say no, but damn, that would be exciting. But no, I, I, it's more speculative. It's more fun. Summer talk. It sounds like in the reality, uh, they're settling in in Brooklyn for the long term. I think that would be one of the worst moves that, that KD could possibly make would be going back to the Warriors right now. Just because it's you completely failed. And, you know, you, you, you can't win a title without this guy. Yeah, you know, we we've heard how many times that we've heard that you know that that comparison. This team could they win the title? I don't know, but they need to get it together now, and then maybe at the trade deadline they could add that that missing piece that that this team might need, and then we'll see, we'll see. But a good interview from KD. It was a good read. Glad you brought that up there, Mac. Good way to go ahead and close out our Friday Bet Tank Pod. Uh, that'll wrap up the quick podcast. Make sure you guys go ahead and check out Mackenzie and I's podcast tonight. Uh, that'll be available kind of late, and that'll be on RJ Bell's Dream Preview Podcast channel. We'll be releasing our Fezzik bankroll bet. You guys certainly do not want to miss that. And if you guys want to save a little bit of money over there at pregame.com, enter code SLEEPY20. You guys can go ahead and pick up McKenzie's packages. You can pick up my daily stuff. You guys know where to find us both on Twitter, at Mac and Rivers at SleepyJ underscore pregame. You guys can always get us at the best sports betting website on the internet pregame.com with that said I'd like to wish you guys all the best of luck for nba friday enjoy the games